Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey Kieran. Yes? It turns out that the child was actually the brave space astronaut the entire time who got sucked into the game and who Kirsten Stewart had a crush on. Really? Mm. Jeez, I wonder what movie that could be. It could be anything. One that we've discussed in the past possibly. Well, we've mentioned it at least. something. I don't know, Kieran. It could be something that is related to the movie that we're covering this week. It could not. I won't tell. But if you didn't want to hear that, Kieran, shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. There we go. In fact, I didn't know that that was the spoiler to that movie. So you have actually ruined it for me, like I was ever going to properly watch that movie anyway. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it? I thought you had. So I've seen like... bits and pieces of it. I've seen it piecemeal, but I've never actively sat down and watched the whole thing. I'm so sorry. I've ruined that movie for you now. Because oh, well. That's such a plot heavy movie. Jeez, that but you don't know that 15 year old movie. You... Oh, geez, I'm really missing out you now. Don't, you don't know that, you know? You don't know that that's the movie I'm talking about. I'm very vague here. I'm very yes, mysterious. Of course. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. Welcome. What we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming movie, including the trailer or any trailers that it has, posters or interviews with the actors, director, anything we can get our hands on. And then we try and predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. That's right. We each go away for a week typically and come up with our own plots. But this week... Maddie D and I are actually teaming up and doing a joint plot, as we like to do once upon a blue moon. Yep, we're putting our two big brains together, mm. somewhat, and seeing yeah, what Yeah, between we... the two of us, we've got the intellectual intelligence of a regular person. So. Yes, yes, and so with some of our predictions, we kind of get half and half sometimes, so maybe we'll get closer to yes. finding out the plot and predicting it before the movie even comes out. Now, if you want to put us to the test and see how accurate we've been in the past or how inaccurate we've been, there's actually a whole bunch of movies out in the cinemas right now when you're listening to this episode we've got a whole spate of new ones out we've got the joker of course which is a big hot topic at the moment mm, that's huge gemini man and the adams family oh wow so if you're going to go see any of those three movies this weekend either listen to our show before or after you go i think it works best if you listen to it afterwards yeah and you've me got too. three examples there to put us to the test with go and have a movie binge of course pay yes. for it at a cinema yes. go and have a movie binge listen to our podcast listen to our episodes let us know what you think yes maybe listen to the episode beforehand Take a girl or a, or a gentleman yes. out to the cinemas, make out like you know what's going to happen before you watch the movie and look really cool and smart. But maybe not the episodes where we're completely <laughs> off because that would just make you look stupid, yeah. as we well know. So, what are we talking about this week? You probably already know from reading the title of this episode, we're talking about the sequel to the 2017 soft reboot slash sequel, yeah. Jumanji The Next Level. It's technically the fourth Jumanji movie, but the second in yeah. this reboot. Technically the fourth Jumanji movie, but mm. a lot of people are calling it Jumanji 3, which is really confusing <laughs> me. Because they're forgetting about a certain, certain movie. Yes, but the official title for this one is Jumanji The Next Level. So, they're sort of shying away from the whole using numbers in the sequels just so you can sort of pick it up at any point and any newcomers aren't going to be intimidated by a big number even though the number is two at the end of the title that's right and it's only really carrying on from the, the last movie the last movie yeah welcome to the jungle that's was the it. name of that movie didn't Dwayne Johnson have a movie called welcome to the jungle yes he did with Christopher Walken yeah he did how weird. I forgot all about that until how he brought weird. it up he so he's been in two movies that are technically called welcome to the jungle and what different movies they are yes wow because he maybe was a- they're in the same universe 
Yes. He was a chef right loosely. in that movie and he just goes on a killing spree in the end because he doesn't want to touch guns. I didn't guns. see it. You're the Dwayne Johnson fan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the message of that movie was he like he refused to pick up a gun and then the, at the end he, he gets the gun and he kills everyone including Christopher Walken. And then cocks his eyebrow. Mm. Everybody cheers. Maybe this movie will follow the same trend. Maybe. I hope Maybe. so. We can all hope. Now, if you're not familiar with Jumanji or the Jumanji franchise, it was originally a children's book. Was it really? By, I didn't even know that. Yes, by Chris Van Allsburg. It was a picture book. Do we have a year for that? I think it came out in 1988, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, okay. Maybe so not, 87. Not too old. Am I an idiot for thinking it was actually based on a game? Because I was like, oh, it's obviously really? a board game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just always assume that. That's not a far off assumption. Yeah. The book is about a board game. And I know it would they, make sense. I know they made a, yeah, they made a, a game. board game adaptation of the original movie, which I played. I was very disappointed that it wasn't as detailed as the actual movie game. Me too. I thought... I mean, I wasn't expecting to get sucked into the game. Nobody no. was expecting that. But like, I wanted the board to at least look the same. Yes. Have and the little know, magnetic pieces. And the little the little thing the in the gem. middle. Yeah. It didn't have that. With the magic writing that. that comes up. I mean, obviously back in 1995, they're not going to be able to pull that off with a Milton Bradley board game. But still, still, they could have put a little bit more effort in. Well, I remember picking up that game and was like, looking at it like, ooh, this is a Jumanji game. And opening it up and being like, wait a second, this looks nothing like the board game. And threw it back in disgust. You put your ear up to the box and were listening out for the drums. Mm, yes. Only to be very disappointed. No drums. No. Unless you're drumming your fingers on the back of the box. Moving on. Of course, we all remember the original movie back in 1995 starring Robin Williams, Jumanji. It's a, it's a classic. Love that movie. The book actually had a sequel called Zathura. So that in the book universe takes place in the same universe, I suppose. But the film was actually made by a different company and wasn't directly related to Jumanji at all. Didn't they have a reference to Alan in that movie? I don't think so. Like I okay. said, I haven't really properly seen it. Um, of course, Zathura came out in 2005, but now they actually market it as being a part of the same Jumanji universe, even though the film itself isn't connected in any way. Well, yeah, there's references to the first, like very loose reference to the first movie in this reboot. To the oh, original. as in Welcome to the Jungle? Yeah. Yeah. I was still talking Zathura, but yes, in 2017, we did have the sequel slash soft reboot to Jumanji. It's all confusing. Yes, it is. Of course, the 2017 version was called Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, which this, as we mentioned before, is a direct sequel to. Mm. So I've got to ask Manny D, now that we've explained the whole Jumanji film series slash book series, what is your history with Jumanji? Well, I am and will always be a big Robin Williams fan. I first saw him in Hook and he was the first actor I saw that I associated as being an actor and was my favourite actor. Really? I still hold a very soft, sorry, I still hold him in very high regard personally. And I you like, hold a candle for him. Yeah, <laughs> not in that way, but in, in an actor way. <laughs> okay, I don't know what other way you could hold a candle. <laughs> for somebody. <laughs> but I remember seeing Jumanji. He was acting in that movie. So that's why I wanted to see it as a, a young person. And I watched it on VHS, I remember. And I thought it was really cool and captivating and exciting. There was parts in it that scared me yes. that I would watch, you know, under a duvet. But yeah, liked it. I saw the other one. What's it called? Zathura. Mm-hmm. I actually sat through that adventure. one. Did not appreciate it too much. Uh, only ever watched it once. And I remember this Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle coming out. And That's I not this one. This is the sequel to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. When Welcome to the Jungle came out, I remember there was a lot of controversy around it for some reason. Really? Yeah. And then I didn't watch it in cinemas, but I watched it on Netflix and I had a fun time. I thought it was all right. So that's my history. I've seen all of them. There we go. Yeah. And you're an all-round fan, sort of. Eh, I wouldn't say that. I, I liked the first one a little bit as a kid, but I don't know how well it... It's still all right, but I didn't like it as much as I did as a kid. I think that's what these movies are yeah. geared to. Yeah, absolutely. And we all know how I'm a fan of 
with Dwayne Johnson, so yes. that, that suckers me in. That's just a draw for you automatically. And Kevin Hart, I don't mind, and Jack Black, I don't mind either. It's a good little cast. Wow, it's an all-rounder for you. Mm. Now, my history with the Jumanji franchise, I saw the original Jumanji movie in cinemas. Did you see the cartoon as well? I forgot Yeah, I used to love the cartoon. Yeah, I used to love the cartoon too. What was it? Kalaski Kupo or whatever that Rugrats yeah, animation studio yeah, was. Yeah, right, yeah. I used to enjoy that a lot because I enjoyed the movie a lot. But here's the thing. I think I only really enjoy it because I'm looking back on it with rose-tinted glasses. I really mm-hmm. appreciate it as a kid. And then when you revisit it as an adult, you've just got your nostalgia goggles on and you just really love it the entire time. But I don't know. If it came out today, I don't know if I'd love it the same way. But I loved it as a kid to the point where anytime it was on TV, I'd always tape it onto a little VHS. <laughs> yep. But I guess I God never really loved it enough to ever get it on VHS proper or DVD. Or I've never felt the desire to buy it and watch it whenever I like. It was just, oh, if it's on TV, I'll tape it and then never rewatch it. Mm. That movie was really fun. But I think you got to give it credit because it was kind of deep. Like it did have yes. a message in it. Like how good was the bad guy in that movie? Yes, Van Pelt. It was a lot of fun. Yes, I really did enjoy him. The whole dad thing. Yes, I, and he know. was the same actor who was the dad. Yeah, it was clever. Now, I already said that I haven't really seen Zathura all the way through. Didn't really appeal to me. But I did see Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle yesterday for the first for time. For this show, right? Yes, for this show. I did a little bit of research. I sat down, had my own little viewing sesh. How'd you find it? Of Welcome to the Jungle. I tell you what. Surprisingly fun, right? I had fun. I enjoyed it for the most part. It's a genre of movie that I sort of enjoy. The sort of team up jungle adventure movie that's, I guess, very old fashioned. Yeah, it is very self-aware. But the one thing that really didn't gel with me was the humor. I found the jokes really poor. I sort of think that they're geared for a younger demographic. If I was about 20 years younger, I would have found the movie hilarious. But to me, a lot of the jokes came across as sort of like Disney live action or Nickelodeon live action TV show quality where you can see the payload coming up a mile off and you're just going come on get through the wind up get through the wind up here comes the payoff <laughs> and I also had an issue with a lot of broad stereotyping that they did throughout the movie so that's so every character is just a super broad stereotype that wasn't the case with the original movie I mean you could probably argue that some of the characters are stereotypes in the 1995 movie but this movie wow so are we saying the video game characters or the both actual children the actual children I can, and the video game characters you, you can kind to get away In with- fact, the video game characters are almost more nuanced because at least they have <laughs> levels to them. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, mm. Because you could kind of get away with it with the video, video game, game characters, characters yeah. because it makes sense. And in fact, that's where I remember this controversy was coming from was because they were like, oh, you know, the scantily clad heroine, you know, the gender. I didn't hear about this. Yeah, it was a, it was a minor thing, but because they were sort of feeding into those, you know, ideas and making fun of They sort of play of on that stereotype yeah, directly. Yeah, but so they kind of got away with it for I'm that also talking about the stereotypes of the children themselves. Themselves. Yeah, so you got the stereotypical nerd. That was you got another stereotypical thing. jock. But they also made him the stereotypical black guy. Why did everything yeah, have to be about him yeah, being black? Yeah, that was kind of a bit disappointing. And the it ditzy could have been, blonde. It could have been more. I was more disappointed, to be honest with you, with the ditzy blonde because, like, yes. how many times have we seen that? And it's kind of and she doesn't really grow or change throughout the movie at all. Yeah, and it's kind of just demeaning. And then there was the nerdy girl as well, but more so like the awkward loner girl. More so than being nerdy, she's just the stereotype Mary Jane from the new Spider. Spider-Man movies, yeah. awkward loner girl. Yeah. Again, very much a stereotype that they just play with full force. She doesn't even know how to kiss in that one scene. Same with the nerdy kid. It seems like it was adults writing children, but I guess that's what every movie is. But it was so obvious. 
And I don't think they're going to steer away from these broad stereotypes in the new movie either. The one that we're here to discuss today. Mm. In fact, we've got two new broad stereotypes. We've got the two old guys so we can do nothing but old jokes about like, oh, my hip is so sore. Oh, I'm old. Oh, I don't understand things. See, I understand where your criticism is coming from, but I'm all in with this. I think this is going to be great. I'm excited for old men. If you like the humor of the first movie, I'm sure you're excited for the same thing in the second movie. Mm. So yeah, this is just me speaking personally. These are my own personal criticisms. Yeah, fair enough. What made the difference between really loving the movie and just finding it sort of okay. That's Mm. that was the main issue that I had. But you know, if you really liked the first one, if you really liked Welcome to the Jungle, then obviously they're making this film directly geared towards you. Not you specifically, Maddie D. You the (laughs) audience member who loved Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Bit of a surprise that they made a second one, I gotta be honest. Well the first one did really well. It was actually pretty well critically received, which surprised me at the time. I remember thinking when I saw those original trailers, I was going, Oh, this movie's gonna bomb, no one's gonna like it, but heaps of people loved it. Yeah, I think it's a a big success. I think it's a credit to their sort of publicity that they did for the movie. And another thing, you should know this by now, Matty D, it's 2019. A movie doesn't have to be liked to have a sequel. It's just gonna make money. (laughs) Yep. I mean, look, we're gonna be talking Suicide Squad sequel in a couple of weeks. In fact, we're gonna be talking two Suicide Squad sequels in our future. Looking forward to it. Mm. So let's talk about who's in this movie. Mm. The Thespians. Yes. I just want to put a quick blanket statement out there straight away that all of the children actors who aren't really big name actors, they're all being played by the same actors again in this new movie. Yep. The four teenage stereotypes that we discussed (laughs) before. Yeah, they're all coming back, but we will focus on their video game counterparts who are played by big name actors. Well, they get the most screen time, we can assume. And any new characters who may pop up as well, we're going to discuss. So the first person I want to talk about, we've talked about him before. It's Dwayne Johnson, who's Mm -hmm. playing Dr. Smolder Bravestone. He's back. Now he is Eddie's avatar in the movie. Eddie is Danny DeVito's character. We'll get to him shortly, but he was previously Spencer's character in the 2017 movie. That's right. That's right. So Uh, we've seen Dwayne The Rock Johnson already this year. We've discussed him in depth in our Hobbs and Shaw episode, mm -hmm. but we already know that Matty D is a huge, huge fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We'll go see anything that he's in, even if it's the Scorpion King. What? You mean the jabroni beating, la 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 pie eating, eyebrow raising, trailblazing, put your foot on the gas, kick some ass, the people's champ, the rock. Yes, him. I kind of like him. (laughs) Wow. That was all one take too, folks. (laughs) No joke. Do you watch everything that he's in? Did you see Skyscraper? No, I didn't I didn't see Skyscraper. Alright, so you're not insane. Uh, I didn't see Rampage. There's a, there's a few things I haven't seen oh, that okay. he's done. So you like him, but you have standards. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to point out as well that there is going to be a young version of Smolder Bravestone in this movie. Is there really? Yeah, Who's I don't that? know how we're going to work that into our plot. It's an actor called Zachary Zagabi. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his name wrong. This is news to me. I didn't know this. But this actually fits in with what I think might happen. Really? Mm. Mm, I'm glad we're working on this together. Together because yeah. I have no idea how we're going to insert a young Smolder Bravestone into the plot. Because there's a character that, anyway, we'll go into it, that okay. I couldn't find an avatar Put it for. on the back burner. Sure. So we know Smolder Bravestone was sort of the lead, I guess. He's the super yeah. strong, He's the leader of the pack yeah. who's a friend to you and me. Good at everything. So the comedy is some unlikely person being his avatar. Yeah, that's right. Well, he him. is the avatar of an unlikely person more so. Yeah, because part of this is it's a, inside a video game where the characters play. They possess their characters, yeah, exactly. their avatars. Exactly. So they have all their powers and abilities. Yeah. And exactly. Smolder Bravestone is pretty much good at everything. Yes, he has no weaknesses even though he seems to be killed by falling or being shot at or <laughs> poisoned or whatever it may be. 
in the movie that the plot calls for. The next person I want to talk about is Danny DeVito. He's playing Eddie Gilpin, who is Spencer's cranky but well-meaning grandfather. I'm so excited that he's in this. I don't think we've ever talked Danny DeVito before on this show. You know what? I've just Hollywood's punchline. Hey, come on, really? Yeah. When when was the last time you saw him playing a serious role? Okay, fair point. But I haven't seen him play a role. I'm trying to think of the last thing I've seen him in. He's mainly been doing TV roles these yeah, days. Right. What's that show that he does? It's always sunny in Philadelphia, where he's got right, the big but hair. That, that wrapped up, right? I don't know. I don't watch it. Yeah, that wrapped up a while ago. I'm pretty sure someone, a fan of Sunny in Philadelphia, will probably be yelling at me otherwise. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him, and I'm excited. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing him play his staple of funny little man with the voice, with the New York voice. Angry little man. Yes. So he's played but such roles as Penguin. We won't see him too much on screen in this movie, or at least I presume no, not. No, I wouldn't think so. Dwayne is going to be doing an impression of him throughout the whole movie. Which I'm so excited yes. for. In fact, when I say I'm excited about this movie, I'm excited about this factor of this movie, that Dwayne Johnson is being Danny DeVito. Mm, if he can pull it off, give that man the Oscar. Mm. Next person I wanted to talk about returning as Professor Sheldon Shelley Oberon is Jack Black. What a stupid name. What, Shelley Oberon or Jack Black? <laughs> Shelly Oberon. I would never insult the black. No, of course not. Now, of course, Jack Black is one half of Tenacious D, mm-hmm. but he was also in... What was, what movies has he been in? School, School of Rock. Rock uh, Orange Nacho County. Nacho Libre. Orange County, yeah. Yeah. What was that movie he did? God, he's done some shockers. Yes. Goosebumps. He was recently... Oh, yes. He was R.L. Stein in Goosebumps. <laughs> But yes, in the previous movie, he was Bethany's avatar, but in this movie, he is Fridge's avatar. Yeah, so he was the popular girl, now he's the 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 jock jock footballer. exactly. Hilarious! Yes. Now, I should point out as well that Shelley is a cartographer, a cryptographer, an archaeologist, and a paleontologist, and general comic relief. Was Jack Black in year one? Yes, he was. Right. He was one of the main characters. Now, speaking of general comic relief, the next person I want to talk about is Kevin Hart, who's playing Franklin Mouse, aka Moose Finbar. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they misread Mouse as Moose in the first movie. I don't know. When I read M-O-U-S-E-K-U-I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess it was for the gag, Karen. Yeah, I guess so. If you're not familiar with Kevin Hart, he plays the little man who's typically- Talking fast. The comedy sidekick. If it's a police buddy comedy, he's guaranteed to be the funny sidekick who's scared at being shot at. But yes, you may have seen him in movies like Get Hard or Central Intelligence where he played alongside Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, because they're buddies. And he had a cameo in Hobbs and Shaw, which we didn't predict. Oh, really? Yes, that's right. Well, you know I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw yet, which we will when we revisit the well, podcast. I have, so. so I didn't know that. Yes. Now in this movie, Mouse is Milo's avatar, who is Danny Glover's character. We're getting to him in a second. Is it bad that I didn't recognize Donald No, Glover? we'll speak about it in a second. Yeah. I have similar feelings but yes mouse was previously fridge in welcome to the jungle yes so he's playing the other old man yes and mouse himself is basically a man who carries around a backpack and plays the plucky sidekick as is kevin hart's main role in films is he a zoologist no shelly's the zoologist no no he is the zoologist he is the zoologist what's the shelly thing then he's the map reader yeah he can he's a cartographer cryptographer archaeologist and paleontologist right that's what he does (laughs) i'm glad someone did their notes yes and research (laughs) we've mentioned him already playing milo walker is danny glover new a new face to this series Mm. yeah like you maddie d i didn't recognize danny glover in this movie at all he's way too old for this shit quite literally it was the mustache because he didn't have a mustache I didn't recognise and he looks about 30 years older than we saw him last in like the Lethal Weapon movies yeah well that was a while ago so that's the main series of movies that I know him from the Lethal Weapon quadrilogy what was that movie he did where he was uh, going out to the lake with Joe Pesci oh gone fishing (laughs) (laughs) 
I used to love that movie. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, he definitely doesn't look like that Danny Glover anymore. He's lost a lot of weight. He's a bit older, a bit greyer. Or either that or they're playing it up for this movie. They're making him look older than he is. I feel like they are with both him and Danny DeVito. I think they're playing up the fact that they're old guys. Yeah, but they really look like different people, Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. So much older versions of themselves, I suppose. So yeah, it might just be makeup. It could just be acting. I hope they have a, I'm getting too old for this shit line. I mean, it would be wasted if they don't do that. Yes, exactly. No, he'll say, I am too old for this shit. Not, I'm getting too old for this shit. I am too old. Because he is. The next person I want to talk about playing Ruby Roundhouse for the second time is Karen Gillan, who we've discussed already in our Avengers Endgame episode. She played Nebula in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did she really? Yeah, Nebula. Yeah, You didn't realise it was the same person? Nope. Wow, there you go. You're learning something new every day, Maddie. It's an educational podcast. Now, she was also famous for being in Doctor Who. I know that. I couldn't tell you. Amy Pond. I was going to say, right, yeah. say I couldn't tell you the character name, but it just came to me off the top of my head. You yeah. date someone who's a huge Doctor Who fan. Yes, yeah, so that's why I know. <laughs> Ruby Roundhouse is Martha's avatar again for the second time in this movie. I think she's the only character who is returning to her original avatar. That's right, which is an interesting twist. Now, I like that her character description is killer of men, but she's also an expert in all martial arts, including dance fighting. You're spoiling the jokes. What, what are you talking about? This is all from the previous movie. Yeah, but I guarantee you they're going to do it again. Yes, since she is the same character, same avatar, same person, everything. Next person I want to talk about playing Jefferson Seaplane McDonough is Nick Jonas. Yes. One of the Jonas brothers. I didn't think he would be back in this movie. Well, he is. He was in the trailer. I know, I know. And he was credited as well, which is weird because didn't they wrap up that character? I guess yeah. the avatar still exists. Yes, exactly. So someone I must have be my own there. theories of how exactly he's returning and uh, what capacity he's returning. I feeling like we must be on the same page yes, there. Yes, so I'm looking forward to discussing that with you. Mm-hmm. Now, Seaplane was previously inhabited by Alex, who was Colin Hanks' character from the previous movie, who we'll discuss in a second, and we don't know who he is in this movie. No. Now that we've mentioned him, let's jump straight over to Colin Hanks, who is playing Alex Vreek. Now, we don't actually know if he's going to play Seaplane again a second time, but my guess would be that he isn't. I would think not. If you're not familiar with Colin Hanks, you may have seen him in Orange County with Jack Black. Tom Hanks's son. Right? Yeah, he, he wants to be known as an actor beyond Tom Hanks's son, so I wasn't going to mention that first. But I do know him personally from Mad Men, Fargo, and he was also in The O.C., Weirdly enough, because he was in both Orange County and The O.C., I thought The O.C. was a TV series continuation of the movie Orange County for the longest time. No way. That's totally different. Yeah, exactly. Imagine my shock when I sat down to enjoy an episode of The O.C. and (laughs) found that that wasn't the case. Because that was a good movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm surprised that he's back for this character because I thought everything was kind of resolved. Yeah, and you said this. Yeah, but I'm going to say something because I've in our history of predicting these movies, I've noticed that sometimes actors get credited for being in the movie. Keanu Reeves and Hobbs and Shaw, although that was more of a rumour. And then when we go and watch the movie, they're not there. So I'm questioning... I think, if anything, it's just going to be a cameo. It's not going to be a major role. Or a flashback, man. Yeah, it could be. But I'm doubting whether he's actually in this movie. Yeah, me too, to be honest. The last person I want to talk about playing Nigel Billingsley, the player's main in-game NPC, or non-playable character, as they felt the need to point out in the last movie. Well, they need to address it for the parents as well. Yes, I guess so. Gamer culture. And he's being played by Reese Darby. Yes. Now, I'm not really familiar with Reese Darby outside of Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, so... Now, wasn't he in 
that movie about them going on a boat and Titanic? having a radio show on oh, the boat. Oh, the boat that rocked. That's right. Yeah, he, he may well have been. Yeah, he plays a lot of comedy characters. Remember. Yes, he does. So let's start talking about what we think is going to happen in the plot of Jumanji The Next Level. Let's go right into the action. I feel like I'm saying Jumanji The Next Level a million times in this yeah, episode. You can just say Jumanji. That'll be one of the last times, yes. But I don't want to confuse people. There's so many Jumanji movies out there that I, I could be talking about any one of three. So three isn't counted, Matty D. Right, okay. But, I mean, technically it's a sequel, so it does count. Yeah, in book universe, but still, we've harped on about that enough. So what we know about the movie so far that we're going to have to work into the plot, what we've been able to draw from the trailers and, I guess, the poster for the movie, if you even looked at that, Matty D. Nope is that Spencer's grandfather, Eddie, played by Danny DeVito, is visiting. I'm presuming he's visiting Spencer's family because the two of them are sharing a room. And I think it's Spencer's room from the previous movie. I could be wrong. And Spencer is rebuilding the Jumanji console that they destroyed at the end of the last movie. Mm -hmm. And Spencer's friends come around to visit. The other three characters, Fridge, Bethany and Martha, they come around to visit and find that Spencer is missing, which leads them to discover the rebuilt Jumanji game. They get sucked in and along with them Spencer's grandfather's sucked in and his best friend Milo Walker as well best friends in quotation marks because they bicker a lot I guess they just grew up together and knew each other from childhood maybe yeah maybe or maybe they're just neighbours maybe they are who knows we can discuss that more as we go into it now do we know it is Spencer's house I'm just presuming so because I thought it might have been the grandfather's house but I guess the console wouldn't be there yeah the console wouldn't be there and then also when Fridge comes around with the other friends he's also surprised to see Grandpa Red there. Good point. It must be Spencer's house. So he wouldn't be surprised to see Grandpa Eddie at Grandpa Eddie's house. Yeah. Of course, we also know that they end up in the wrong avatars with the exception of Ruby Roundhouse. So... Well, I mean, wrong avatars. Just random avatars. Yeah, they just end up in other avatars. Maybe it's the avatars they needed to be in, Kieran. Maybe there's a deeper plot. Maybe Jumanji is teaching them all a lesson about themselves. Possibly. Yeah. Now, I did notice in the trailer as well, I pointed this out to Maddie D when we rewatched the trailer, that the game cartridge itself is actually broken. Mm-hmm. So I think that there may be glitches in the game. I thought the exact same thing. The so game's going to be glitching. I really want to work that into the plot as well. So let's start start in the movie. Right. How do you think it's going to open? Dream sequence. Here's why. It's going really? to be Yes, 100%. It's going to be Spencer. We won't see this, but it's going to be Spencer fantasizing or dreaming about him as- Martha. Oh, no. Not quite. About him as Dwayne Johnson, as, um, what's his name? Smolder Braveheart. Yeah. With Ruby Roundhouse. And the reason it's going to, the reason I think it's going to start with a dream sequence is because I think the main conflict at the start of this movie is going to be that Spencer and Martha are not doing well as a couple. And really? they haven't been able to rekindle, sounds weird because they're teenagers, but rekindle that passion that they had as video games. And Maybe it's like that episode in the most recent season of Black Mirror where he can't get it up unless he's the video game. <laughs> I don't character. think they'll go in that direction, no. but uh, I was shocked that the characters had genitals as they explored in the previous movie. <laughs> why did they have genitals? What? Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, why did they need? Uh, why did they need to put in that there for in gags? There? I suppose. I guess so. I guess so. Um, I guess somebody, some writer in the room, decided they needed to explore that. Yes. Uh, but I think that the main conflict of this movie will be, and well, not conflict, but the main thing that this movie will start out as is Spencer will think that the only reason that Martha likes him was because he was, you know, small to Braveheart. He feels that he needs to get... He feels incompetent by comparison. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's what's going to drive him to rebuild the game. Because at the end of the original movie, Welcome to the Jungle, Mm. he wanted to stay in the game with Martha. 
with Ruby yeah. Roundhouse because yeah. he preferred himself as Braveheart. Yeah. So it's a nice little message, I guess, for him to Bravestone, like, sorry. Bravestone, yeah. Braveheart's a different movie. <laughs> Would you find it if it was Braveheart? Maybe yeah. that's the avatar Freedom! he plays as Mel Gibson. But yeah, so I either think it's going to start as a dream sequence or we're going to do a cold open where we see Spencer and, and Martha's relationship break down. But I think it might be a dream sequence where we get straight into it where he's imagining himself as... You know, small to Braveheart, small to Bravestone. Jeez, you got me doing it now. And that was you. He did it originally. (laughs) I didn't even realize. And then he wakes up in his bed and he's disappointed that he's just plain old Spencer. But over time, he'll learn to love himself for who he is. Maybe it'll be a nightmare sequence, like at the start of, here's a reference for you, a very goofy movie. Or is it just a goofy movie where Spencer's lying in bed? Or no, or he's at school and in the classroom. And then he transforms into Dr. Bravestone in the middle of the classroom. And that's where we get our younger Dr. Bravestone cameo in the movie. Because it's the in-between transformation of the two. That's going out on a limb. Mm, I don't know. I think the younger Bravestone will be in the game. Yeah, I guess so. But um, how, I wonder. I don't know. I guess as we discuss it, we can work we'll out where he uh, slots in. Yeah. So well, how do you think it's going to start? Cold open, Kieran? Yes. <laughs> I think very similar to you, it's going to be Spencer. He's conflicted in some way. I think a nightmare is the perfect scenario to explain it, or a dream sequence, as you say, is the perfect scenario to display easily his frustrations with not being Dr. To Bravestone anymore. Mm. And, and then imagine if he just woke up and he's next to Danny DeVito, straight into it. Yes. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Is it that girl of yours? No, Grandpa, leave me alone. And I guess it's Can't after the school year. Here. The school year has ended. Mm. And so they've been on holidays. He hasn't really seen too much of his friends because he's been obsessed with putting the video game console back together. And he wants to keep it a secret from them as well. Well, yeah, because they all think it's a bad idea. Yeah, exactly. Or they all would think it's a bad so idea. So that's why he hasn't been spending too much time with them. But he is obsessed with returning to the video game world and becoming Dr. Bravestone once again. Yeah, to get his old confidence back. And I think right before the titles, he's going to be successful in recreating the machine. We'll see from outside of the house a big green light flash from the window and he'll disappear. Well, we can also have our cameo from... What Colin Hanks. Name? Colin Hanks, yeah. Alex. Because he's the neighbour, right? So maybe yeah. there's like a one-on-one with him. Maybe Colin Hanks even says, you know, it's great, but man, that being in that game was, you know, amazing. Like, it's a great feeling and we'll plant unintentionally plant Except a seed. that he really wanted to leave throughout the entire yeah. first movie. Well, maybe it's just like, you know, it's nice that I'm back out here, but it was sure was fun and it might just yeah. encourage him I think if they're going to use the character at all it's going to be right here at the start of the yeah. movie just a little brief explanation because he is as you say Spencer's neighbour yep. so the two of them will probably discuss it and Spencer will probably say something along the lines of oh man don't you ever want to go back and Alex will say no I never want to go back there's nothing in the game better than what I have here in the real world. Message, message. Message, message. Look at my kids. Look at my family. Look at how happy and fulfilled I am. I'm never going to get that from the game because I know it's not real. Yeah. That's what I think will happen there. I'm 100% agreeing with you there. So yes, as I say, he repairs the game. Flash of green light. We see from outside he gets sucked back in. We don't know what happens to him. He doesn't turn up to school, we presume. Well, because... I think it's the school break. And oh, then okay. But how does his friends know? His other friends are going, we haven't heard from Spencer for quite a while. He hasn't texted us in 40 minutes. Meanwhile, Eddie is going, He's been Spencer, off Snapchat Spencer? For, for two hours. I'm guessing that Spencer's parents will be out of the picture. Or... Like they're overseas. And then the reason that Danny DeVito, Eddie, is there is he's sort of babysitting or looking after Spencer while his parents well, are out of town. I don't know. He Would Spencer be old enough to be by himself? These movies kind of let the child live by yeah. themselves. It follows 90s rules. Yeah, who knows? I don't know why the grandparents are there and why Milo is there as well. Why is that the case? Yeah, I have no idea. We've got to work 
there's something out. It is a Christmas movie. It is coming out on Christmas time. So maybe it's yeah. a, maybe they're staying there for Christmas. I yeah. don't know. You know, something like that. Family holidays coming up. They're all going to move in together. We haven't seen Danny DeVito. I'm just going to name him by the actors, by the way, guys. So sorry for Eddie is his character. Eddie, Eddie comes in. Milo. I think Milo might be a neighbor. Maybe. He's always known Eddie and the two have always got along. They've played cards together or whatever. And then whenever Eddie comes around, Milo pops in for a visit. Okay. That works. And so Eddie hasn't seen Spencer for a while. He's going, oh, maybe he's off with his friends. Ding dong. His friends turn up going, oh, have you seen Spencer? We want to visit Spencer. Of course, leading Eddie to say, well, you haven't seen him. I haven't seen him either. And then they go downstairs and realize that it's the game. Yeah. They go down to Spencer's basement, presumably. I thought it was going to be in the attic, but yeah, I think it shows them in the trailer physically going downstairs. So yeah. So there's obviously going to be a dialogue where they decide if this is the right move. I think also jumping back a little bit, part of them going there is Martha being worried about Spencer. They've broken up, I think. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's not broken up. Maybe it's taken a break. Maybe there's things, you know, things are not... He's just not confident around her, so he's just told her, oh, I need some time to myself. Yeah, or she said that to him. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's more of a demasculation thing where he has put this on himself, Mm. which is why Spencer wants to return back to the world of Jumanji and Bravestone. Yeah, that would be way better. And maybe she doesn't feel like she can live up to the Ruby Roundhouse character as well. Maybe there's a little bit of both. Yeah. So I think part of it is her coming back to see him. Yeah, reconnect. And we've got to get this exposition out of the way. They get zapped into the game. It's not important. We won't focus on it for the rest of the movie. Just like Return to Horror Land, they'll zoom in. Or Escape from Horrorland. Escape from Horrorland. Damn it. They go into the game. Yep. They're sucked in without even selecting characters. Then Eddie and Milo go, what's that? Is that a tea kettle or whatever they say? And they walk down and they end up getting sucked in. But I don't think we'll yeah. see them get sucked in. No, we won't. This we'll, will be a big surprise. It'll be all as it shows in the trailer where the avatars wake up and they reveal Well, they tumble they into the jungle. Exactly. They fall from the sky, land on the ground, and that's when we find out who is who. Yep. If you watch the trailer, you'll see this moment. And then, of course, we'll quickly learn that everyone's in the wrong bodies, except for Ruby Roundhouse. So, yes. Here's my question. The popular girl, what was her name? Bethany. Who is she? She was Jack Black in the original movie. Yeah, but who is she in this game? In this game, we don't know who she is. Exactly. So we need to work out who she is exactly. Yeah, which may... There's two options there. Yeah, I have some theories. Yeah, me too, me too. But then you've also got to remember that Spencer is obviously someone as well. Yes, that's right. So there's two characters that we know that don't have avatars. But we know... As far as we know. ...who the four is, which we've said already. And we we know that Seaplane is in the movie. He's going to have one of the characters, presumably, as his avatar. Who exactly will have to decide later on but of course we're going to have our introduction to the world of the game again yes where the two older characters not the two old men but experience yeah fridge and martha or ruby roundhouse and shelly have to explain to the two newer characters the two old men gosh it's confusing to explain it this way yeah ruby roundhouse and shelly are explaining to bravestone Bravestone and mouse kevin hart and the rock yeah (laughs) they're trying to explain to them that this is all a video game and what how the mechanics of the video game work the three lives the three strokes on their wrists that act as their lives well i think we get a gag in the trailer that Shelly gets eaten by a crocodile. No, he gets eaten by a snake. He gets eaten by a snake. Oh, is it a snake? Yeah. It's a big snake. Yeah, it's like a big giant python. Oh, okay. So I think that's him explaining but the point I think system, they're going like to set up system. This is what I think they're going to do. They're going to set up that mouse is going to be eaten by the hippopotamus. 
just like what happened in the last movie with Bethany's character. And so Mouse is going over near the water and looking at his reflection and saying, oh, wow, look at me. I'm I'm so young. I'm so young. Look at my calves. (laughs) And then the hippo is approaching and the other two characters who have experienced this before are trying to warn them and say, hey, look, step away from the water. You're going to get bitten by a hippopotamus. You've got to be careful here. You've got to treat your lives like they're a precious commodity. Like their lives. And then, of course, we'll have the gag where Shelley will say, you've got to have eyes in the back of your head. And right as he says this, this is when the anaconda will launch down or the giant python, whatever kind of snake it is, will launch down and bite him and then he will lose a life. And then we get reintroduced to the life system. Yes. Now, I got two questions for you right off the bat. Mm. One, hopefully, and I don't think they will, but I say this hopefully, they can't do the same movie again. So will it be a different environment? And number two, will the characters level up in quotation marks? So will they be different? I think at first the characters will be concerned that it's just going to be the same game again and they're going to have to go through the same story again. Because it's got to be different. And we've already established, you and I agree, that there's going to be glitches that will make it a little different. Yes. So I think because they've already completed the main storyline, they unlock the next quest in the game. Because I saw characters listed as Vikings. Yes. Which makes me think. Yeah, I have a theory. I have a theory with that too. So once they leave the initial game start area, that's where I think they'll be picked up again by Nigel Billingsley. Right. He will arrive, rather than being in a jeep, he'll arrive in a plane. Because it's the next level. And he'll say, welcome to Jumanji. You've yep. already found the ruby, now you've got a new quest. But I think this is where they'll reveal that there's some glitches, so he might spaz out turn into Max Headroom like you're doing just now. But yeah, he'll explain that they've got a new quest. He's got to fly them to a different region in the world. Shelley will get a brand new map to explore. Oh, I reckon the plane will glitch out and they'll just fall, presumably to their death, but it won't be to their death. just vanish and they'll land on the ground. Yeah, like the the plane will glitch out and then reappear and they'll just go, So I think we can both agree that they're trying to get to the top of a giant mountain, a giant snow-capped mountain based on the Himalayas. But the plane initially takes them over a desert. So I think the first area that they'll go to where Nigel will drop them off essentially will be in the middle of a desert where they have to fight the giant ostriches and whatever other bad guys they would encounter in that area. baboons. No, I think that'll come later. So I think they'll journey through the desert to a mountain region where they'll travel up the mountains to the tippy top. So I think there'll be a big compound at the top and they'll presume, or maybe they're told specifically by Nigel, that they've got to rescue Spencer or maybe even Seaplane, the character Seaplane, from a big compound, like Mm. a big temple-like fortress that's at the top of the... Yeah, because we saw him go into one in the trailer. Yeah, that's right. Now, wouldn't it be cool if it was a fake-out? Like, if they thought Spencer was Seaplane, plane yes but he wasn't seaplane that's what i'm thinking mm-hmm. that's what i'm thinking now we may be on the same track here but might be. the movie's gonna have a new villain right surely uh, it just we can't are be... you think you're thinking what i'm thinking obviously i'm sure b1 and b2 <laughs> spencer's the bad guy yes that's yeah. what i'm thinking he's coming to the game because it's glitched he's glitched into the role of the bad guy and the bad guy character has corrupted him. He doesn't realize he's Spencer anymore. And it's up to our characters to rescue him from being the bad guy, I suppose. And I suppose the only way to do that is to defeat him. Right. Defeat his army. I think he's going to be sort of like a dictator type character. I mean, that makes sense. The big ruler of this big that fortress. That makes sense. Because I, I would think that... On top of the mountain. You could either do it two ways. You could either make him similar to Bravestone so that he's big and muscular and maybe Spencer likes that. Or you go the other way and make him kind of weak. Maybe he's a stronger character than Bravestone. Yeah, like you say, he's a huge, hulking, muscular character. And that goes to his head. Yeah, absolutely. Or he just likes the power of being omnipotent. So I think that Bethany might actually be Seaplane. I thought Bethany actually would be young Bravestone. 
Could be. Which is what I was thinking. But why would there be an old Bravestone and a young Bravestone in the same place? I don't know. It might be that it's a different section of the game. Remember, the game is glitching. Maybe it's a flashback in the game and then that character comes through. Or maybe the teaser for the next movie will be a prequel storyline where they have to play the young version of their characters in a level. Their origin story. How they came to be the characters that they are in the first movie. It could be cool if there's an origin story in the game and then somehow it glitches out or whatever and that's a character that's running around. Or something happens. Maybe Spencer's evil villain character is some kind of wizard and he's able to transform Bravestone (laughs) into a child character. Cloning. He clones Bravestone. No. No. We've had don't enough you, cloning movies this year. Don't you veto cloning because uh, we've had some interesting clone movies come out recently. Mm, and some not so interesting ones too. <laughs> Spencer's definitely the bad guy. We're, we're locking yep, that in. Yep. For reasons that we don't have anything else, we'll just say he's like just a big menacing bad guy. For some reason, I automatically think that he's going to be a big Fu Manchu style wizard. Though I don't, uh, I think, don't know. I don't I think, think they'll do that. I think your dictator idea was more closer to the mark. Okay. All right. Mm. Yeah. Big, powerful, strong, sword-wielding dictator in armor. Unless he's one of the animals, that'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Gotta save him. No, I don't think they'll do that. No. But I think this will be the big twist of the movie. Yes. The big twist of the movie will be that Spencer is the big villain. Yep. We, the whole time throughout the movie, think it's Seaplane. Because we don't see Seaplane speak. Or when Seaplane speaks, it's not obvious that it's Bethany. And we will also, or the characters will also think that Bethany did not get sucked into the game. They'll look around and they'll be like, where's Bethany? Oh, she must not have got through. She must still be in the real world. She must still be in the real world. Yeah. Another thing I thought is if Bethany did not actually get sucked into the game, and I'm pulling a lot of theories out here, if she was communicating with them through the outside world, so she was like the hints page that was sending them. No, I definitely like the theory of her being the fake out. I think you're right. Yeah, I think the fake out is where to go. And she's also inhabiting the body of a guy that she had a crush on in the previous movie. Exactly. That would be funny. Exactly. And maybe we might get some growth with that particular character. Yes. I think the rest of the movie is going to be peppered with the challenges and the action scenes. By the way, I love that Nick Jonas's character can like mix cocktails and that's his special. Yeah. It's like, he has the best special there is. Yeah, except he's allergic to mosquitoes. So that's a pretty (laughs) terrible weakness. Yeah. So yeah, I think the rest of the movie is just going to be peppered with the challenges. We've got new scenarios, new characters, or new character archetypes, new broad stereotypes that they can make jokes out of. It's just going to be a lot of the same sort of jokes. I definitely think there's going to be a joke in the movie. Now, because I paid out the quality of the writing of the jokes at the start of the episode, I think it's only fair that I correctly predict some of the jokes that are going to happen in the movie. Okay. If they're as obvious and as painful as I made them out to be, if I can call three of the jokes that are going to be in the movie that weren't in the last movie, I think I'll be justified in my complaints. So one joke that I think will be in the movie will be that they come across a cutscene or a dialogue that they've seen before and the characters complain about wanting to skip the cutscene, but they can't. Or maybe they do skip the cutscene, and the two characters... They miss information? Yeah, the two old guys miss the information. They go, hey, we wanted to see that. Why so, did you skip it? See, if I saw that, I'd be laughing at that joke. I'd be see, like, that's and that'll I... work for you. <laughs> that'll work for you. But that's just what I think they'll do. All right, and what's another one? Oh, you geez, I've got to come up with two oh, more I now, thought, I thought, I? Yeah, I thought you said you had three. No, I don't have three. I just need to come up with three to justify mm. my complaints. What else could they make fun of in video game culture? So I think we know as well from watching the trailer that the two old guys will think they're dead. Well, I think Milo will. 
Yeah, Milo thinks he's died and this is heaven. He's in a younger body and he thinks this is the afterlife. Oh, they're going to mispronounce everything and they're going to Yeah, not they say understand. Jumanji in the trailer. Yeah, they're not going to understand modern culture, no. modern Well, modern that's pretty world. obvious. Yeah. I also think that possibly the glitches in the game will lead to other characters and weird stuff happening. So maybe there's like spaceships coming in. That'd be cool. That would be cool. You know, like there's cowboys and Indians running through the fields and they're like, oh, what's happening here? You know, could be a cool thing. Yeah, I definitely could see that happening. It may Makes the movie is slightly different to the first one. All the glitches won't work out in their favor, so they'll just be somewhere and it's all peaceful and calm, and then suddenly a stampede will just appear. Yes. Will just out of thin air, just poof, they're there. Yeah. Or what about another joke where they have to access a door, but then, like, you know, it doesn't open and then the pop up appears that say they need to pay for the expansion pack? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> for, think it's that kind of game. For, for three, it's not an EA game. $3 a month. <laughs> Yeah. Or $3 a minute. No, it's not that sort of console, so I don't think they'll go there. <laughs> Jeez, I really pushed myself with trying to come up with three jokes. Well, would you want to just continue? It'll just be if, re- uh... Yeah, it'll just be recyclings of the jokes from the previous movie with slight variations on it. So maybe there'll be a thing where the old men are really seedy towards Ruby Roundhouse. But that's a child, though. Yeah, I know, but it's not like they didn't do risque things with children in the first movie. I guess so. But yes, let's move on. I think as they ascend into the mountains, that's when we'll get the scene with all the moving bridges, all the rotating Hogwarts-style rope bridges. That did look kind of cool. Which leads us to a baboon attack. Yeah, I guess so. It's very Pirates of the Caribbean, this reminds me of. Yeah, it's that sort of adventure-style movie, that genre that I really like. Which uh, makes me think at one stage they're going to be caught in some kind of jail, I think. Another prediction from me. Yes, I think they'll be thrown in the fortress's dungeon Yeah. once they get up into the mountains. Now, mind you, Aquafina, the actress Aquafina, is playing a character in this movie as well. Yeah, I saw that. Who is she going to play? I don't know. We see her briefly in the trailer. Oh, where? Now, I did have a theory that Bethany would be Aquafina. It's a new character in the new level. We see her right after we see Seaplane, if you're wondering. Okay. Well, maybe there is a bad guy, an actual bad guy, and maybe Spencer's like the goon. No, you think Spencer's going to be the mastermind? Yeah, I think it says more Spencer is the mastermind. Okay. Maybe Aquafina's an NPC. She's a non-playable character. Unless Spencer is Aquafina and that's the bad guy. Yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) I think Aquafina will be a video game character who serves as a love interest for one of our main characters, either Spencer or or Shelly. Yes, Shelly it will be. And then, yeah, okay, you want to say that? I do, because I think it would be funny. So he falls in love with a character who he could never, ever have a relationship with in real life because she's not a real character. Yeah. And he has to come to terms with that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's such a smooth character, a smooth person See, in what the I, real world. What I originally thought it was, it would be a new love interest character for Spencer, which creates conflict between Aquafina's character oh. and Ruby Roundhouse. Yeah. But if Spencer is the villain... Unless she's also the villain. Yeah, again, I don't think so. You don't I don't think so? think so. I really don't think Aquafina is going to be the villain. Right. She looks too innocent in the trailer. He could still develop an infatuation. Maybe she's his prisoner as well. Yeah. Maybe she's like a princess or a nobleman's daughter. Because did they say in the trailer who they're saving? It could be No, her. they don't say that. So Maybe it's her. She's been kidnapped by this warlord who is Spencer, and she's being held hostage... In this temple. In this fortress slash temple. Oh, they're totally going to go in there because they'll do the whole King Kong thing. Yes. Yeah, and then Seaplane's also been captured. Yes, exactly. But they go thinking that Seaplane is Spencer. Big reveal is that the bad guy is actually Spencer. Yes, exactly. And we'll see him. We think he's just a video game character that's in love with this... Like Van Pelt in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, this other video game character, but it turns out that it is actually Spencer and he's having a crisis 
genesis of fantasy verse reality. reality. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, just a quick side note. How mm-hmm. lame was Van Pelt in the previous movie in Welcome to the Jungle? I've completely forgot about him. He was the villain, the guy with like bugs and yeah. could control animals with he the gems. Con- I remember he could His name animals. was actually Van Pelt. Was it? As a reference to Van Pelt from the original Jumanji. See, I can't even think of him. I'll tell you what really annoyed me about that movie, about that villain, I should say, is just because... He was lame and forgettable? Well, yeah, because it was a video game character. It just felt like... He wasn't a threat. Yeah, which is weird because I felt Van Pelt was a threat in the original movie. In the classic, the 1995 movie. Yeah, yeah. but I just didn't He was feel- scary. Yeah, I just didn't feel like... How good would it be if Van Pelt was the same character. I mean, sure, you may not be able to get the same actor, but in Welcome to the Jungle... If Van Pelt was the same big game hunter character that he was from the 1995 movie. Yeah, it'd be cool. I mean... It would have been so much better. And I don't think he's going to come back in this movie unless it's through a glitch. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think Van Pelt would take the comedic tone away from the movie. Yes, and he blew up. Yeah, exactly. He did too, didn't he? He got like a machine gun in the end of it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He had like an automated machine gun. Well, you know, at least if Spencer's the bad guy, it gives some kind of threat to it. So that'd be fun. So I'm guessing we're building to the climax... They have to scale the big icy mm, mountain. Of course. There's got to be a boulder chase. Was there one in the previous movie? Previous movie? I don't think there Not was. Not really. You saw it more recently. So there's got to be a boulder chase, I think, where they're running, okay. running away from a... Because come on. Or a rock slide. Or a rock slide, yeah. Some sort of heavy mass of rock that the characters have to dodge. Mm. Is that broad enough? Yes. Will I give myself a point in the future for that prediction? We'll see. <laughs> and I also don't know if I'm jumping to a head here, but I really think that in this movie, Eddie, who is in the avatar of... Bravestone Mm -hmm. will tell Spencer who's in the avatar of whatever that he doesn't need to be Bravestone you don't need to be playing your video game characters (laughs) well not like that but you don't need to be Bravestone to be you know important or whatever and it'll be like hugely symbolic because it'll be the avatar that he played but it'll be from the mouth of somebody who is his elder who he before did not Mm. respect he's a member of his own family yeah so I think that's going to happen. And maybe Eddie, at the start of the movie, doesn't really care for Spencer too much or... Well, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think he will, but like... Oh, Spencer's... he wants more attention from Spencer, but Spencer's more focused on the video game. Or Spencer just doesn't listen to him or take him seriously. And then by the end of the movie, Spencer will realise the value of mm. having his grandfather around or appreciating the company yeah. of his grandfather while he's still Cause, around. Because Eddie's asking him things like, you know, how are your school friends going and stuff like that, and Spencer's like brushing him off. I so. also think that the message of the movie, or one of the many messages of the movie will be respect your elders so Mm. we will learn that the two older characters Eddie and Milo are more capable than the other two characters give them credit for yeah they're going to be really smart and resourceful yeah because they have experience yes exactly they're going to bring in (laughs) real world experience they're going to be like this is like the Vietnam War that we lived through (laughs) yes maybe this is like World War One yeah this is just like the trenches of the mustard gas Yeah, I definitely think they'll bring real-world experience to their role, something that the kids haven't fully experienced themselves. They'll know about camping, you know, in the wilderness. Well, they also have the powers of their avatars as well, so that's just a handy addition, but Mm. we don't know what professions these two guys had in the real world. And maybe their whole thing is they're just happy with whatever they... They use whatever they got, you know, so they're not like, oh, I got the Kevin Hart character. They're enjoying youth again. They're like, it's so good to be young again. And they realize that youth is wasted on the young. The kids realize, respect your elders. Everyone goes home happy. Spencer realizes that he should be himself, be happy with who he is, and don't try and be somebody else. And he lets the princess go, which allows them to complete the game, and they all get back into the real world. And then Spencer and Martha reunite. A little awkward kissy-kissy. They'll have a kiss as their real-life counterparts. With their gross tongues hanging out Mm. of their mouth. (laughs) Yes. 
Did they kiss in the last movie? Yes, they did. Did they kiss as their real people? Uh, their there real might have been a chaste kiss, but not as far as I remember. Yeah, maybe they'll do that. So it's not because they kissed as their avatars, didn't they? Yes, absolutely. Right. So maybe it'll be like, no, they're together as Spencer and Martha now. Yeah, absolutely. Can close the book on that. I think until, we can close the book on the whole movie, to be honest. Yeah, until they set up but, for a sequel, which yeah, will happen. They'll definitely set up for a sequel. Oh, God, yeah. We still haven't really incorporated young Smolder Bravestone oh, into the movie. right. I kind of mentioned him a little bit. I kind I had through some ideas there, but what did you have any ideas? Well, it's only my theory that I had earlier where the next level, what they tease for the next movie, is their prequel storyline in the game. You reckon they'll do that? Possibly. There's no other way that I could see them working in a young Smolder Bravestone because it's not like we'd have a flashback to when their characters were young. Right. Unless, unless it was a, unless unless it was it's a, story. a video game yeah. cutscene. Uh- revealing that Smolder Bravestone and the villain have a history. Yeah. Like, they used to be partners or they used to well, work yeah. together, and now... That's what I was saying earlier. They're mortal enemies. But, um, really? Okay. Yeah. But then you can Well, I like that better it. than every other theory that I've had, so... <laughs> yeah, but then maybe it glitches out, and then he kind of leaves the cutscene, is kind of present in the game. Mm, yeah, I don't think they'll go that far with you it. You don't think so? No. You either got to do it for the story, or you got to do it for comedy, so how would it... Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe it's just... I think yeah. it'll be part of the cutscene that they skip. Yeah, okay. As that gag. All right, I'm happy with that. Great. We got a plot. We got a story. We've got Jumanji 2. And it's feasible. Next level. There we um, go. How do you feel? Do you feel confident in it? Because I'm, yeah. I'm kind of shaky. Yeah, about 75% confident. I think we got the skeleton of what the movie will be. The details, I would be surprised if they were 100%. But yeah. I think this movie will, will follow kind of the similar beats to the last movie. And they will definitely set up for a sequel. Whatever that sequel yes, will absolutely. be. Yes, absolutely. Maybe the game is still like <laughs> lighting but up. It's like... Doo, 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 if doo, the movie doo, doesn't doo. make money, then we will never see sequel. There we go. That's something we typically have predicted in the past. Do you think the movie will be successful? Yes, I do. Um, not hugely successful, but I think people Not critically will, successful? I think people will go see it. And the reason people will go it's see it... It's a good holiday movie. Yeah, it's on at the right time and... It's PG. I mean, Jack Black and Dwayne Johnson, I think, they both have like YouTube channels. Really? And they do the media circuits. Like They're always on Twitter and whatever. And Kevin Hart's are crazy when bumping around doing his media stuff. So everyone will know about this movie. Everyone yes. will go... Like A lot of people will go see it. Dwayne Johnson. Johnson will say, before you go and see Jungle Cruise, make sure you see my latest movie, Jumanji 2, yeah, The Next right. Level. You right. Run or rush off? Absolutely. Now, speaking of rushing off, we should really rush off ourselves, but if you have your own theories about what you think will happen in Jumanji The Next Level, or you can let us know. If there's an important detail we missed in the trailer, or yeah. maybe even any of the promotional material that you've picked up and you're a real clever little cookie, yeah, absolutely. let us know. We'll voice it in the next podcast. Yes, make we you- will. Give you full credit, make you sound really smart. And help us look smart as well. That'd be nice. Yeah. So if you want to send us any of these things, you can either leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean website. Otherwise, you can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. That's potentialspoilerspod. That's all one word. Otherwise, you can find us on Facebook at Potential Spoilers Podcast. Just do a little search in the search bar there. That's right. And before we go, I just want to talk about what we're going to be discussing next week, which plots Maddie D and I will be predicting in the next episode. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to announce this one. I think this is a big movie. One of the big movies of the year. There's going to be a lot of buzz about. There's already a lot of theories out there. Hopefully you've been steering clear of them, Matty D. I have. But next week, we'll be discussing Star Wars Episode Nine. Now, what a behemoth. Is it called Rise of Skywalker or Rise of the Skywalker? It's Rise of the Skywalker, isn't it? I think so. The right. Skywalker well, sounds I, weird. Next we'll episode, know next you'll week. find By find next out. week, we, we will have nailed down a title. So, I shed a tear here because we're not going to be doing that plot together. No. I can't lean on my Kieran crutch. I have to no. go and make up my own plot it's by gonna myself. It's going to be a real pain in the ass. I know that. Oh, it's going to be terrible. 
So we'll come back next week and you'll hear what we have to say and hear our prediction for Star Wars. Mm, a movie that I think a lot of people are really excited about. The much Wrapping anticipated. up the new trilogy. <laughs> yes, crazy times. These are crazy times, Kieran. Yes, they are. Another Star Wars trilogy wrapping up. Mm, I can't believe it. Anyway, join us next week for that. So we'll see you next week. Oh my god, you guys, there's like literally a penis attached to my body right now. Martha, come look at my penis! No thanks!